Are you adventurous? How about competitive? Do you like to win? Perhaps you like a good challenge from time to time. Color me yes for all of those things. How about spontaneity? As for me, I prefer planned spontaneity. Can you relate? Do you remember how I promised on Saturday's episode number 143 that we were going to put the sacred shorties on the shelf for a time as we create something new for the month of June? I promised to deliver the skinny today, so here it is, the big reveal. You'll need a spirit of adventure as God takes us on a 30-day challenge, a prayer challenge, that is. Each day during the month of June, I'll release a teeny tiny episode that leads you through an intimate and powerful step on a 30-day prayer journey. June's prayer challenge is planned spontaneity. I know the framework and scriptures for each day of the challenge. The adventure? Well, that comes in as we see what God will do when a woman prays specifically for herself and her family. Let's see, that covers adventure, planned spontaneity, and a good challenge. That leaves competitive. Where does that competition come into play? Isn't that the beauty of God's kingdom? There isn't competition, but there is definitely collaboration. Are you in? I hope you say yes. Head on over to stepfamilypodcast.com forward slash prayer challenge to get registered. The challenge is free, the community is incredible, and the opportunity for growth is off the charts amazing. Plus, we've created an incredibly beautiful prayer journal so you can go deeper each day. Special shout out to Michaela for all her work behind the scenes to bring this beauty to life. When you purchase the prayer journal, you'll get some sweet bonuses too. Check out all the deets at stepfamilypodcast.com forward slash prayer challenge. And join us as we partner with God in prayer for our families. One more quick thing. As I was creating the opt-in for the challenge, I had a strong sense I needed to do something extra special for you. Opt-in for the challenge to find out what that something extra special is for you. Okay, hey, I will share more about the 30-day prayer challenge during the month of May. I can't wait for this to start. Speaking of starting, let's jump into today's episode. You know, when somebody asks, hey, what's important to you? Or they might ask you, what do you want? Often we respond in the negative. We can clearly articulate what we don't want. I don't like hamburgers. Or I hate it when this happens. But sometimes we have trouble acknowledging and sharing what it is that's important to us and what we really do want. Communicating needs can challenge even the most gifted communicator when it comes to relationships. We clam up, or we fumble our words, or worse, we simply remain quiet and expect our partner to figure out what it is that's important to us. (laughs) Hey, will you get creative with me? Today's episode was a conversation Bill and I recorded in January before Valentine's Day. Since I'm not dropping this episode until now, which it's May, we know that Valentine's Day is long gone. So every time you hear Valentine's Day, get creative with me and replace Valentine's Day with Mother's Day. And think in your head, or get bold and say it out loud, Mother's Day. (laughs) Hey, the truth is... 
the principles in today's release apply, no matter what holiday it is. Are you in? Cool. Let's do this together. You're listening to the Bold and Blended Stepmoms podcast, and I'm your host, Jen Rogers. And on episode number 144, Bill and I are going to share the three things you must avoid to get what you want in your stepfamily. Let's rock and roll. Are you tired of all the double standards for stepmoms? Do you find yourself searching for answers on how to deal with imposter syndrome? You know, you're highly successful in many other areas of your life, but as a stepmom, you're anxious and confused. Is your biggest fear that your stepfamily battles are slowly destroying intimacy with your husband and impacting every other sacred area of your life? Hey, stepmama, I see you. I know it's hard. I know that you're tired of all those double standards. And that's why this podcast was created with you in mind, so that you can stop focusing on all those things that are dragging you down and start using the power, the gifts, and the influence that you already have to embrace God's call on you as a stepmom. It's time to stop searching for those divorce lawyers. Instead, it's time to gain wisdom on dealing with difficult in-laws, outlaws, and exes and become an influential voice in your blended family based on who God says you are. Hey, I'm Jen, wife, mom, stepmom, Jesus girl, pickleball lover, chief encourager, and new stepmama friend. Welcome to the podcast. I pray that this week's episode blesses you, encourages you, uplifts you, and most of all, I pray that you know you are not alone. Can you think of a time that maybe a holiday or event went south. Maybe a birthday? Maybe a birthday. In lieu of getting into all the details about that as far as how your wife may have felt about the recognition being done in a way which she didn't particularly appreciate, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to focus on where my birthday cake was a ribeye steak. and That was really awesome. Well, that's a good birthday cake. That is a great birthday cake. Hey, so let's talk about this planning. It's January and you know how people always start out with these resolutions and I want to change things. I want to make things different and they're all excited about it. And then the excitement really fizzles out. It probably has already fizzled out by the end of January. The most common thing I can think of is a gym membership. In January, you, you sure. just waited out for the first couple of weeks right. for the newbies to get gone because you know they're not sticking around. Let's talk a little bit about that, about planning versus resolutions. Resolutions to me is one of it. I want to make a resolution. For example, you and I decided a little while ago, hey, we're going to get our own family finances together. We're going to do some things differently in terms of not just assuming that one's going to do this and the other's going to do that. We're going to get together and do it. Resolution is I want to do that. Mm-hmm. Plan is it's on paper. We have a meeting. We're going to have that meeting. Now, whether or not we resolve what we want to in that meeting is a different matter. That's where communication comes in. But I resolve to do something. Resolution is not a plan. You know, we have this penchant for planning. And in fact, we both have full focus planners. Mine is a pretty teal color with lots of lovely things on the inside. It's all girly goo stuff. Yours Mine's is- black. <laughs> pretty plain, Jane. Yes, it is. But what is inside of those planners are identical. And our life is inside of there in right. the sense that Oftentimes when I work with entrepreneurs, they're planning for their business. They're planning for their coaching event. They're planning what's going on from 
a non-relationship perspective. Yet right. in our planners, we'll find our life in there that, yes, there is that business piece, but maybe we could talk a little bit about the other elements that are in there. I think that is just such a great point, Jen. And, and here's what I would say about that. So many people know the importance of planning for business, especially a lot of people we work with. They tend to be entrepreneurs, a lot of up runners, up and comers, whatever. But we don't do that for our relationship. We just assume the relationship is going to be taken care of. We spend all this time planning for our business, which in the scheme, what matters more, the relationship or the business? Well, when you don't get it right, I don't like that. But here's what ends up happening. It would be the same thing if when I was in sales, for example, they always wanted our business plan ahead of the year. Because if you didn't turn it in, what's going to happen? All of a sudden, you're going to get busy. And then you won't have a focus. You won't know where you're going. Now, relationships can be the exact same way, don't you think? I do think so. And I know that we've previously talked about the planning for a date night out and that mm -hmm. you initiated that as one of our goals. And I was uh, kind of strangely dragging my feet, like really every single Friday. And I love every you and all. Single every Friday, single baby. Friday. <laughs> it's every single Friday. And it's good. And it's been really good for our relationship. And it makes it in our planners. It makes it in both of our planners. Mm -hmm. And it's not one of us writing it in the other planner. It's both of us writing it in our own planners and taking responsibility for that relationship to say, this is important to me to carve this time out, that there's nothing that gets in the way of that priority. And I love what you just said, gets in the way, because that is what happens. When I think about, let's just go back. You mentioned we started off talking about the birthday, okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What happened that time? And, and I get committed to not do it again because I've learned, right, is time came. All of a sudden, I'm saying maybe a month before your birthday, oh, her birthday's coming up. I got to make sure I am on it. I, I got to make a plan here. I gotta, and, and then the next day comes and maybe there's a business issue that I have to take care of. Then there's a family issue. Then, you know, my brother or my sister calls and, and they have something going on. And before you know it, oh my gosh, it's come. What do I have? I, I don't have anything. I think... I'm remembering this day now. So apparently I've been working to block it a little bit, but here's what I remember about this birthday. The first Same. person to tell me happy birthday. Do you remember who it was? Um, my friend. Or I, I, I... It's strange. I just remembered it as you were talking it about it. And I'm remembering it without being vindictive or any of those things. Like I'm not angry about it. I was angry about it when it happened, but definitely not any longer because we have talked about how I felt about that. But the first person to tell me happy birthday on my birthday that year was the computer at the YMCA when I went to work out in the morning. That's severe. Here's the way I remember it. Okay. <laughs> I had great plans. All right. And then it was a business day and I got up. I don't know. Maybe I didn't sleep as well. I don't remember. I'm getting ready. I have multiple meetings that day. I put everything together. I get out the door. And I didn't even say happy birthday. Didn't even acknowledge your birthday. And I called you later that morning, I think, and said, uh, I think I missed something. I was in, I was in the doghouse, by the way. Well, rightly, rightly so. so. But this is what we're talking about. So that's a great way. Uh, I'm, I'm ready to fall on the sword here. That is the great way to remember, guys. Valentine's Day is coming up. And, and the best thing to do, not all of us, meaning not all of our personalities, like surprises. I like uh, planned surprises. So I have learned that about you, mm -hmm. that you like planned surprises 
Therefore, we plan in advance what we're going to do. There'll be some surprise elements in it, but overall, you know where we're going to go. And, and, and I don't have to be surprised when I wake up. Oh my gosh, it's Valentine's Day. I got to rush out and get some flowers. Uh-huh. Like a lot of guys. Come on. If you're there, you're already in Chateau Bow Wow, all right? You already know it. <laughs> Let's talk about that specific example as far as later on, you remember to give me a call and mm-hmm. say, happy birthday. You were mm-hmm. on the road and mm-hmm. called in yeah. and I gave you what many men and women are familiar with. I gave you the silent treatment. Oh, sure, sure. And, and with good reason that morning. <laughs> <laughs> but when I give you the silent treatment, I am communicating that I am angry mm-hmm. or hurt, that I don't want anything to do with you. And yet my life is with you. We do life together. Right. That's one of the expressions that we use. So when I'm building the wall, I am communicating, but I'm not communicating effectively. And it's not taking me from where I am to God's best for me and God's Mm. best for our marriage. So here's what it's not to do. Don't build the wall in communicating. And why do we build the wall? Let's think about that. One of the things we talked about was what are some of the things that protecting the time we cherish and, and doing Valentine's Day, what doesn't it mean? It doesn't mean that my husband can read my mind. I know. Now, coming from a guy, we can not with a capital N, read your mind. We do not, I don't care if you've been married 50 years. We do not think the same way. And this is often, you know, I've known some ladies that either get off with their girlfriends or my husband didn't do this or my husband didn't do that. What ladies are these that you know? Wait a minute. (laughs) I I plead with them. I don't know anybody. Okay. Okay. Let's keep going. (laughs) Here's the thing. Talk about it. I mean, isn't that what we're talking about? So if you get to the point where you're disappointed because something wasn't done, then there was a breakdown in communication. We can't get to the place where my wife knows I love her. She knows I I told her when we were up at the altar, I love her. Why (laughs) she need to hear it again? My goodness, I already said it. It, Okay, I'll tell you if it changes. What, guys? Lazy garbage. And you're full of it. Okay, if you say that, you're absolutely full of it because love is something that is every day. You make the choice every day to love your wife. If you're not telling her and you're not doing the things that are her love language, then she has every right to feel like you don't. Every right in the world because you're not showing it. Why would she think you love her? So let's recap. So the first one is don't build the wall. The second one is you, my husband, cannot read my mind. And the third one is don't assume that your wife knows you love her. Tell her. Tell your wife that you love her. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. And it isn't always just, honey, I love you. There are different ways we say I love you. Do the dishes. Take care of the kids. Give her some time off. There are all kinds of ways to say I love you. And I appreciate that you mentioned love languages. The The reason why that's important is that even if we have the same love language, there are different degrees of how we want to be loved. So if we're a toucher, there are different degrees of touching in our love language. Yes, we appreciate the power of touch, but in different ways. In this communication for Valentine's Day and the things not to do, we've already hinted at what to do as far as communicate well by understanding what your partner's love Mm -hmm. language is. Mm -hmm. Before we go on to a couple other things that couples can do to plan for Valentine's Day, 
I'd like to talk about expectations. You said when someone is disappointed because you haven't done something for them, that means that there are expectations that the other person has. So I'm expecting you to celebrate birthdays the way that I grew up with birthdays Mm -hmm. my entire life. I didn't understand why you didn't understand that, why you didn't acknowledge the hoopla of birthdays. Like birthdays can last all month in my family. They are a big deal. And I love it because it celebrates the person and it gives you time to acknowledge what makes them special in your relationship. When the YMCA computer told me happy birthday first, and I didn't like that, Mm -hmm. I'm at a decision point there. What am I going to do with that? It's important that, yes, we acknowledge the hurt. When I share it with you, I need to actually share it in words. Honey, when this happened, I felt this way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Here's what I need from you. Then it's about expressing what I experienced and I'm asking you for something versus building the wall and pushing you away and expecting that you're going to figure it out. We already, we both know what went wrong. That's really clear, but there's no resolution there, right? There's no resolution of, okay, how are we going to address this moving forward? No, you're mentioning after the fact, what do we do after the fact? Mm -hmm. Obviously we need to learn. I say, obviously it's it's not so obvious, but we do need to learn to forgive Mm -hmm. and get on with the fact that we are on the same team. I think it always comes from that perspective. If you come at it saying, hey, my spouse is on my team. So we've got a schism, a little rift here. And we got to fix it. And, and how are we going to do that? Getting honest is one thing. So I, I think this is a good time for us to bring up our scripture. This is from Philippians chapter 2. Paul the Apostle said, if then there is any encouragement in Christ. By the way, that word if also means since. So since then there is encouragement in Christ, since there is consolation of love, since there is fellowship with the Spirit and affection and mercy, then make my joy complete by thinking the same way, having the same love, united in spirit, intent, one in purpose. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility, consider others as more important than yourselves. Everyone should look not to his own interests, but rather to the interests of others. And that really is the upshot. I can want something and my expectation doesn't get met. Now I have to determine how important is that in the whole scheme of the purpose of what we're trying to accomplish? Do I become overly selfish to the point where whatever you didn't do for me is going to put up a wall. You, you talked about that wall, but any wall that goes up means one or both of us is being selfish. That's true. That's true. If we were to consolidate those verses in Philippians 2 verses 1 to 4, we would say we protect what we cherish. Right. And I know, I feel that you cherish me. I want you to feel that I cherish you as well. The way that those feelings come about are by sharing what it is that's important to us, by planning our future together, by sitting down together. Mm -hmm. You alluded to those budget meetings that we have now weekly, once a week. Those have actually turned into something really amazing. It's not just we're talking about finances. We're also talking about what's coming up for the week. And we started to meal plan too, which I (laughs) absolutely love because it takes a lot of pressure off coming up 
each day with something. We just solve it all at one time and go from there. And the cool thing about setting those plans is that it also gives us permission to deviate. And what I mean by that is this, that there may be something that comes up in the day and we said, oh, we planned this meal, but we've got other meals to choose from. But we give each other flexibility in something as simple as meal planning. That kind of flexibility is important to transfer over into our relationship when things don't go the way that we want them to. When I don't behave the way that you want me to behave, then we've got to figure out what's going on there and vice versa. And that involves us coming together and understanding that when we first got married, we were in a different space. One, we were clueless about blending. (laughs) We thought love was going to solve it all, Mm -hmm. and it didn't. Instead, we had lots of lessons in humility to learn. We're not married to the same person, so to speak, that we are both in different places, that we're growing, that we're learning, we're evolving, Mm -hmm. and we're doing things that we've never done before. That requires that our responses to those things are different. One of the things I think we are in our eighth year here, and there are many people that are a lot further than us, but we've done some of the hard work. Honestly, if we were to say, hey, what is the number one thing that we have in our communication that unifies us? I would say we are one in purpose. Both of us want God's will. Both of us want to do what God leads us to do. And both of us would even say, we're willing to give up everything else for God's best. That, I think, is the difference. There's the unseen uniter, and he's not so unseen, (laughs) is God. And, And I would tell anyone who's struggling with the issue of communication, the reason why we struggle is one or both of us who are selfish. We're all sinners, but we're not one in purpose. And the only way to be one in purpose is through Christ. And that's where that verse really means something, Mm. is that he says, if there is any, or since there is encouragement, consolation of love, and that's what we're talking about, consolation and communication, (laughs) fellowship, in this case, he says with the spirit, but also with each other, affection and mercy. These are all things that are part of a good, healthy marriage. And if we want to have those things in our marriage, we got to be right with God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that is where we often talk about our morning devotional time Mm -hmm. that we do pray together and we encourage couples to pray together. We also encourage you to pray on your own, Mm -hmm. but there is extreme comfort, encouragement, and power when you come Mm -hmm. together as a couple. I think about it like this, a a, a completely different example would be as far as the planning for that time goes together. Often we come up with the reasons why we can't do something, which is what we started here, how you're not communicating all the things not to do when you Mm -hmm. are communicating, that we, we say we don't have enough time or we don't have the resources for something or we don't have a babysitter, all those excuses that we come up with, but they are excuses that are preventing us from changing our habits to actually come together and pray together. Mm -hmm. So even if it's just five minutes, maybe that's my challenge. Mm -hmm. Your mission, should you choose to accept it this week, is to devote five minutes in prayer together, worshiping the Lord together, whatever that looks like for you. Listen, your marriage is unique. There is not another marriage like yours. Mm -hmm. Your prayer life, your prayers together as a couple, they'll never be like anybody else's. And I don't think that they should be. I think we have this comparison trap that we put ourselves into. I don't pray like so-and-so. Or for some reason, the person that we're intimate with, we are somewhat shy 
mm-hmm. about praying with them. We're concerned about what they'll think about our prayers. Mm-hmm. You know what I love about that, Jen? The verse comes to mind where it says, uh, without a vision, the people perish. Mm-hmm. And so often we can identify this in businesses. We can identify it in churches. We can say, hey, the reason why we're not going anywhere as a business is because we don't have the right vision or we don't have the right plan. Always say in a church, we're not growing because our vision is too small. But what about a marriage? When you get to the point where you are enemies, you are literally at each other's throat all the time and you are on the cusp of divorce, it is because... You have turned inward. You have turned in to your family and you are no longer focused on the mission. You just mentioned we're all unique. We're all unique. We are. Every person is unique and every marriage is unique. And God has a purpose for every marriage. God has a purpose for every couple. But if you are focused on what's going on in your relationship and you're not focused on what you're doing together out there for the world as it were, then you're going to have problems because God doesn't work that way. God wants us to be focused on him. That's why we see here, he says, in humility, consider others as more important than yourselves. Can you imagine if all the married couples that are having problems today, if they would just say for the next week, I'm going to consider my spouse more important than me. And I'm just, I'm going to be her servant. Then together, we're going to be servants of, of our church or of uh, this work situation we're doing in the world. If we became servants, if we said, I'm putting my, you know, my need, as it were, on hiatus, what would happen? I think you should try that this week. That's an awesome idea. I'm standing by. I'm waiting. Make it happen, baby. I've already done it, baby. <laughs> it's so good. Okay. So here's what effective communication does mean. It means that you have a plan. Yes. It means that you recognize that your partner is continually evolving, changing, learning new things. And so we have a responsibility to be aware of that and to acknowledge that. And it means praying together. It does. And the other thing that it means, and we we talk about this, real communication is honesty, isn't it? If I really want some, let's take, for example, sex. This is an, an issue that lots of couples struggle with. Husbands, it's okay. For you to say to your wife, honey, I really need to make love to you. I need it. There's nothing wrong with that. You're not being selfish to say, I need you. Intimacy in marriage is from God. And that's something that, that's one of the tough topics for people to talk about, but money is another one. And there are all kinds of others. We need to get honest and say, this is what I'm really feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And again, I'll go back to when we say, when this happens, I experience this. Yeah. And here's what I need from you. Mm-hmm. Now, your partner may not be able to give it to you. It may mm-hmm. be a little bit of time and they may need time to process what it is that you're saying to them. But again, it's all about you expressing what's happening with mm-hmm. you. And therefore, it takes away the attack against the other person. I think I heard you say you wanted sex. I think I got yours. I was thinking, trying to think, what do I want for Valentine's Day? (laughs) See, women can sometimes read their husbands' (laughs) minds. Yes, yes, they can. I'm going to think about what I want for Valentine's Day. I think it's important to be thoughtful about it and make you aware. So that is my commitment to you that I will make you aware how I would like. Maybe, quite honestly, I'm. Here's the things I'm thinking. What day of the week it is? 
is it on? What do we already have on the schedule? Are we going to need to celebrate it on another day other than Valentine's Day? We will definitely figure that out. But here's the thing. What we want is couples to experience the excitement and the intimacy and the joy of Valentine's Day all year long. And that takes intentionality and that that. takes planning and that takes communication. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it takes trust in the Lord with all your heart. Mm. Lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he will make your path straight. And the more we focus on him, the more those things that we think are bent and broken get straightened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's definitely a lot of bent and broken in step families. Mm-hmm. It all starts with this unified approach. We often talk about the importance of us being on the same page, mm-hmm. even though we parent differently and we do parent mm-hmm. differently. Do. And there are definitely a lot of struggles there. Mm-hmm. We need to be on the same page to know that we're going to support one another. And to be clear to our listeners, we don't always get that right. Of course not. I think they'd be shocked if we did. Uh, we, we talk about the challenges and we mm-hmm. definitely keep it real. The focus here is that we do protect what we cherish. It's important to take that time for cherishing your mate because you're in it to win it. You're in it for the long haul. Absolutely. We are for each other. If we could go into every conflict with the idea, my spouse is for me, our conflicts would get a whole lot easier. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So don't build the wall. Mm -hmm. Don't expect your spouse to read your mind. And... My wife doesn't automatically know I love her. You better do something. (laughs) That's right. And you do that pretty well. Actually, you do that in a lot of different ways. And so I appreciate that, Mm -hmm. that you always say, I love you. And pray together by all means, as often as you can. You put God, the higher you put God in your relationship, the higher your relationship will soar. It is just true. Yeah, things are pretty good with us. I mean, we still, we've got some struggles, but things are pretty good because we are uh, working on things together. So I so appreciate that about you. Okay. All right. So the reminder of the three things to do, you mentioned one of them, prayer, and we talked about planning mm, and communication. Yes, communication. But talking about what you really, what's really on your heart. Okay. Honest, honest okay. talk. I think it was practice. (laughs) I think that's what it was. Planning and practicing, expressing what it is that you need from your partner. You sound like a preacher now. You're getting all the P's in there. All the P's, all the P's. I just want to make sure that we get it right. Hey, if you've enjoyed today's episode, would you share it with somebody? Thanks so much. Let's pray. Father, there are many who are listening who are struggling. You are the God who sees. And Lord God, I pray for all of those struggling that they might have heard a word of hope. And the number one word of hope, Lord, would be that you love us all. You never give up on us. Please let us not give up on each other. You make our path straight. So we ask, Lord God, for the struggling ones, that they can look to you and find hope in your presence. Amen. Amen. Praying with my husband is the most powerful thing that I can do for our marriage and for our stepfamily. And as we've grown in our prayer journeys, both individually and collectively, I know God can work in your life and in your family through the power of prayer. 
Say yes to the 30-day prayer challenge. Head on over to stepfamilypodcast.com forward slash prayer challenge and sign up today. As I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, in God's kingdom, there is collaboration. So be sure to invite a stepmama friend to join you in the prayer challenge. Because when we have an accountability buddy, studies show time after time, when we do things with a partner, our chances of success go up when we are accountable to one another. So be sure to sign up and take a girlfriend with you. Hey, if today's episode helped you, would you share this episode with a friend? And if you are feeling extra generous with your time, would you take a quick moment to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts? Your five-star review helps bold and blended stepmoms visibility go way up. That means when other stepmoms are looking for the guidance that you've found here, this podcast will pop up as a recommended podcast for stepmoms, and that will help us on our mission to reach 12,000 stepmoms in 2023 so we can prevent generational divorce. That's going to do it for today, Stepmama. I will catch you next week, Thursday, unless, unless, unless you join the Facebook group if you're not in there already, and then I'll meet you on the inside before Thursday. Okay, God bless you.